This is from Matthew 18. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, if my brother keeps on sinning against me, how many times do I have to forgive him? Seven times? How many times do you think Jesus said? 700. 700? No, said Jesus. Not seven times, but 70 times seven. Oh, well done, John. I didn't think that would work. <laughs> because the kingdom of heaven is like this. Once there was a king who decided to check on his servants' accounts. He had just begun to do so when one of them was brought in who owed him millions of pounds. The servant didn't have enough to pay his debt, so the king ordered him to be sold as a slave with his wife and his children and all that he had in order to pay the debt. The servant, should we do this, fell on his knees before the king. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay you everything. The king felt sorry for him, so he forgave him the debt and let him go. Then the man went out and met one of his fellow servants who owed him a few pounds. He grabbed him and started choking him. Pay back what you owe me, he said. His fellow servant fell down and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he had him thrown into jail until he should pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were very upset and went to the king and told him everything. So he called the servant in. You worthless slave, he said. I forgave you the whole amount you owed me just because you asked me to. You should have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you. The king was very angry and he sent the servant to jail to be punished until he should pay back the whole amount. And Jesus concluded that is how my Father in heaven will treat every one of you unless you forgive your brother from your heart. Thank you, guys. What would you do? Can you put up my first slide, please? What would you do? Imagine this situation. Yeah, actually, put it on the next one. Okay, a car pulls out right in front of you as you're cycling along. What do you do? Here are some choices for you. You can hit the car as hard as possible because that will teach them for pulling out in front of a cyclist and you'll probably get a new bike out of it because it's their fault and if you're injured, you can probably put in a claim on their insurance. So that's your first choice. Or you can swerve around them, and as you do so, you can go. Or you can stop, and in a sort of patronizing way, go. 
or you can do something else. Turn to the person next to you. What would you do? All right. I'm going to bring around the microphone. Would anyone like to come up with what you would do? I'm going all the way over there. I put the handle on the brakes. You would put your hand on the brakes and just let them go. Thank you. Someone else? I don't think there's a right answer here, by the way. Oh, over here. I think I'd probably end up getting hit because I was looking at something else. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Pretty girl. Yeah. Yes, over there. If he was in the cycle lane, which he should have been, he would have gone around the back of the car. Oh. Interesting. Uh, Actually, the cyclist did just hit the side of the car. Um, Next one. Ooh. One of your friends is gossiping about you when you hear about this. You can never talk to them again. You can just cut straight through it and hit them. You can spread rumors about them to your friends, or you can do something else. Turn to the person next to you. What would you do? Okay. Somebody want to share what you would do? Oh, at the back. I'm sure you guys talk before the service. I'll put my hand up first at the back, and then you put your hand up at the front. Yeah. Tell somebody. You would tell somebody. Great. Anyone else? Oh. I have to say, I would hold a grudge for five years. You would hold a grudge for five years. (laughs) Thank you. Oh. Do you know what? We love honesty here. This is good. I probably wouldn't do anything except lay awake and be upset. Interesting. Thank you. All right, next one. Okay, your boss steals the idea that you had and presents it as their own idea. Now it's getting close to home for some people. Okay, you can sue them and take the company. You can resign in protest. You can put Tabasco sauce in their coffee. Or you can do something else. Turn to the person next to you. What would you do? If your boss is Simon, by the way, just think really carefully. All right, I'm going to bring around the microphone again. I would be delighted. You would be delighted if somebody stole your idea. Because that would mean at least it was a good idea. Excellent. Someone else? I think I'd tell all my co-workers that it was my idea, and it would just be awful. (laughs) Then they'd tell the boss. boss. Okay. You would just tell all your co-workers. Has he stolen your idea? (gasps) Shocking. Yeah, anyone else? I would tell somebody. You would tell someone. Very wise. Thank you. Um, I've been there, and it teaches you to be humble. Okay, and it teaches you to be humble. Okay, last one. Okay, imagine somebody borrows 5.5 billion pounds from you. Okay, we're just in our imaginations here. 
Because half of us were thinking, I haven't got 5.5 billion pounds. <laughs> it's very slow. Okay, you can send round the bailiffs and come back with their house in Beverly Hills, their 414-foot yacht, their Koenigsegg CCXR Trevita, and their private jet. Or you can play rock, paper, scissors to get it back. Or you can learn mixed martial arts to put a bit of pressure on them. Or you can do something else. Just turn to the person next to you again for a moment. Excellent. Anyone want to share? If somebody's stolen 5.5 billion pounds, well, they haven't stolen it, they've borrowed it, they just haven't given it back, which looks an awful lot like stealing. Anyone want to share what they would do? Oh, there's one over here. We know that because you're not quite putting your hand up. I'd hire an assassin. You'd hire an assassin. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I wouldn't have expected it back in the first place. You wouldn't have expected it back in the first place. Ooh. Okay, anyone else? Phone the police and then they'll have to pay me back five times the rent. Ooh. Phone the police, because the police will sort it all out. Brilliant. Well, here's the thing. Jesus' story that he tells in Matthew chapter 18, talks about these sort of things. It was interesting that uh, some people said, well, actually, that did happen to me. Because Peter says to Jesus, how many times shall I forgive someone who sins against me? Up to seven times. Do I forgive people seven times? That seems quite a lot, really, doesn't it? And then Jesus tells the story of seven debtors. Of, sorry, of two debtors. One of them owes the king 10,000 talents. In today's money, I reckon that is about five and a half billion pounds. To give you an idea of the scale, that's about an eighth of what Bill Gates is worth. 5.5 billion pounds. So, the amount of money that is owed, man, that's a big wall. I need to totally rebuild. Okay, so 5.5 billion, hang on. That's quite a big wall. Sorry, you may be here sometime. Hang on, nearly there. 5.5 billion. How many have we got? About 25? Nearly there. <sighs> okay, anyway, it's a, big, it's a big problem, isn't it? 5.5 billion pounds. Repaying 10,000 talents would take somebody working 
200,000 years. 200,000 years. So this man owes the king 200,000 years wages and says, be patient with me and I will pay back everything. I mean, some of you would wait maybe six months, maybe even a year to get your money back. But 200,000 years? And what does the king say? The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. He just went, you know what? Ten thousand talents. Forget it. Ten thousand talents. Five point five billion pounds. The most expensive property in the world is worth about one billion. And he just goes, forget it. The king has mercy. He cancels the debt and he lets him go. What is Jesus really talking about? We owe God everything. We have sinned against God. You know, if you were to, if you were to mount up the sins that we've committed against God, you know, the times that we've been selfish, the times we've ignored God, the times that we've rebelled against him, the times that we've been proud the times that we've stolen, the times that we've lied, the times that we've hit our brother and sister, the times that we've gossiped about people behind their backs, <sighs> times we've been selfish some more, the times that we've spent more time on our phone than with God, <sighs> the times when we've spent more time doing almost anything than thinking about God. Did I mention that we'd been selfish? Quite a lot. Wow. And that's just our first birthday. <laughs> and then we've been greedy, then we've been lustful, then we've been more arrogant. <sighs> oh. We've been jealous. You know, we've worshipped other idols. You know, we've made other things more important than God, maybe sport, maybe family, <sighs> whatever it is. For us, the wall could go up to heaven. We, like the servant, could not pay back anything. We could have been put away by God until we paid our debt, which would have been never. But here is the good news of the gospel. This is what Christianity is all about. But God's love for us is so great. He has mercy on us when we ask for it. And in Christ, our sins are forgiven. Our sins have separated us from us so far as the east is from the west. God bulldozes that wall and we think, oh, there's still some rubble in the place. And God goes, no, there's not. There's nothing in the way. Your sins are forgiven. 
There is freedom in Christ. You are free to have a relationship with God, and so am I. Hallelujah. God deserves our praise. He deserves our lives. Have we forgotten how much mercy God has shown us in Jesus Christ? Our sins are forgiven. And are we living our lives in light of that mercy? God has mercifully forgiven us. Let's think about that as we sing the next song. Let's stand to sing. We thank you that in Christ you have had mercy on us. You have broken down the dividing wall of hostility between us and you. Oh, thank you. Amen. Please take a seat again for a moment. That wouldn't have been great if the story had answered, ended there. But actually, it keeps going. There's a second part of the story. The person who has been forgiven that 5.5 billion pounds is also owed some money. Now, he's owed 100 denarii. That's, a, that's about three months' wages, including overtime. So I reckon today, that would be about 9,000 pounds for a laborer. But the man who's been forgiven does not want to forgive. Doesn't want to forgive. He says, you know what? You owe me money. Mm -hmm. Was it six times? Was it seven times? Was it ten times? It was nowhere near that 5.5 billion. And he cannot forgive. You know, the, the comparison is ridiculous. 5.5 billion, 9,000. 5.5 9,000. You'd have to work for 200,000 years. You would have to work for three months but he cannot forgive. I wonder where we have been building these walls between us and other people. Who is it that has sinned against us? Maybe it is that car driver who pulled out in front of us as we were, we were driving to church this morning and we went... <sighs> and maybe we didn't, we didn't even honk our horn because we're so much better than that. Do you know what I did the other day? Not very proud of it. I was driving down. Somebody went past me, honked their horn, shook their fist at me. I realized, actually, it was one of the other ministers from a church in Winchester. Now, I didn't honk my horn back. I just came back and passively, aggressively sent a little email. Oh, by the way, I was in the right there. Why didn't I just forgive it and let it go? Where are we building our walls? Maybe it was the person who bullied us at school. Simon Dunstan still owes me one P. <laughs> From when I was 11, maybe 12. Do you know what? I think I can probably let that go now. But I still remember it. One P means a lot when you're so young. <sighs> 
Maybe it's the boss who didn't respect us. Someone once tell, told me that you can tell when somebody's forgiven something, when they stop mentioning it. Sorry, Simon. Not you, Simon Dunstan, 1P. <sighs> you know, what is it that we still haven't forgiven? The player who took our place on the team. And Jesus says, blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. You know, we can take that wall down. You know, not just seven times. We can even take that wall down if it is 70 times seven. We can take that wall down. I was once reversing out of a car parking space in church. Oh, this made it so much worse. It was in church. Well, not actually in church. It was in the car park. Because that would have been weird. But I bumped into somebody's car. You know it says on some mirrors, objects can be closer than they appear? It's true. That's why I crashed into it. Didn't say that on my mirror. So I went to this lady and said, I've just crashed into your car. And she said, oh, don't worry. It's, a, it's only a car. Months later somebody crashed into my car. Exactly the same. They came in really terrified. I couldn't do anything but say, don't worry, it's only a car. Because somebody had done that for me and released me. And you might say, well, Dave, that's a little example. What about the big examples? I don't know if you've heard the story of uh, an amazing woman called G. Verona Walker. Her son, Anthony, was murdered in London. Outside the court, Mrs. Walker said, do I forgive them? At the point of death, Jesus said, I forgive them because they don't know what they did. I've got to forgive them. I still forgive them. My family and I still stand by what we believe, forgiveness. She took down a really big wall there, didn't she? What is it that we're hanging on to? Now, justice may still need to be done, and it was in the case of Anthony Walker's killers. But Jesus says that we need to be merciful when God in Christ has shown us mercy. This is a real challenge, this passage, because Jesus goes as far as saying this. This is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or, sin or sister from your heart. If we aren't taking down the barriers, have we really understood what God has done for us in Christ? Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. What an amazing promise. So what did Duffy, Sean Mendes, and this 9.30 service have in common? Anyone want to tell me? Duffy, Sean Mendes, I think, it, I think this was uh, tweeted this week by Paul in the office. What do Duffy, Sean Mendes, and this 9.30 service have in common? Mercy, thank you. Duffy sang mercy, Sean Mendes sang mercy, and this service is all about mercy. These are hard things that we're talking about. These are really hard things that we're talking about. And you know, when the band come up to play the next song, we'll put a prayer ministry team down here. We would love it. We'd love to pray with you. You know, if you're struggling with forgiving someone, whatever the level is, then uh, please come for prayer.